Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast and back for his weekly visit. You know him, you love him, our NFL and fantasy football expert, Andy Rio, who's covered fantasy for nearly 20 years. Great to see you, Andy. And I'm sure you've heard that the Texans are going back to Davis Mills at quarterback. Uh, does this uh, make a difference in real football or fantasy football? Or does it make a difference in life between these two guys? Great to be here, of course. Uh, it makes a difference. Uh, not exactly a dramatic difference, but uh, that performance by Kyle Allen was atrocious on Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure we've seen anything that bad from Davis Mills. I can't recall a performance that bad. So, uh, yes, from a real-life perspective, it's an improvement. But the Cowboys are so fierce on defense, I don't think it's really going to make a difference. Uh, it may make a ever-so-slight difference for fantasy. Maybe uh, instead of uh, Nico Collins only catching three of ten targets, maybe he catches four of ten targets with Mills. You mentioned Nico, and I was going to mention to you that, you know, he's not putting up huge stats this year, but I'm a believer in him when he gets a real quarterback and an OC in Houston. I think he can be good. If you're playing uh, in a dynasty league, yeah, I would definitely hang on to Nico because I think as far as the eye test goes, he does look pretty decent, but uh, it's a terrible situation. And, and yes, I mean, we won't know for sure until he gets – uh, an adequate quarterback, but I think there is potential there. I think he is one of the guys that the Texans can look at and say, hey, he is a potential building block for the future. Texans fans not happy at all when Damian Pierce wasn't in the game, when the Texans had four, count them, four shots inside the five-yard line. I'm guessing any fantasy owners were yelling at their televisions a little bit too, huh? Well, yeah, fantasy owners are definitely uh, – furious about that. Now, I can't say I have the same mindset as every fantasy owner, uh, but, you know, there are certain situations, obviously, if you're watching a game, you want your guy to score, uh, but it's understandable if they don't. Like, let's say, you know, you have Jamar Chase on your fantasy team. Uh, Cincinnati also has T. Higgins. Maybe T. Higgins isn't quite as good as Jamar Chase, but he's an outstanding receiver in his own right. So if Jamar Chase doesn't score and somebody like T. Higgins or even Joe Mixon does, even Tyler Boyd, really, it's understandable. There is no way to comprehend why the Texans are playing a journeyman running back who has never really done anything outside of occasionally being a third down specialist over their best offensive player. So uh, that is infuriating from both, both a fantasy perspective and a real-life perspective, and it really casts doubts for me on the viability of Damian Pierce. He did have his best game uh, in several weeks, obviously, against the Browns, but if they're that clueless as to not use their top player at the goal line in a game that at the time they were competitive in, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be scary to use him. I mean, certainly the Cowboys are a, a good defense. They're going to be geared up to stop him. Uh, how are they going to have any kind of game flow against Kansas City? Uh, Tennessee obviously doesn't have a high-scoring offense like the Cowboys or the Chiefs do, but they know how to shut down. But maybe if you get to Week 17 and it's the Super Bowl and he's playing Jacksonville, that looks somewhat favorable. But, yeah, it's going to be ugly until that point hits. Yeah, and you just – all of the things that you just said just lead us right into, you know, people are wondering – 
there's serious conversations. Is Lovey Smith getting fired at the end of the season, which would mean the fourth coach in four years, three under Casario. Can you think of a franchise, Andy, who's seen a turnover like this? Well, if you go back to uh, the midpoint of the last decade, in 2014, uh, San Francisco, in my opinion, stupidly fired Jim Harbaugh as a result of a power struggle within that organization. And, and this was after Harbaugh had an 8-8 eight eight season, but the previous three seasons before that, they were in the NFC Championship game and also qualified for the Super Bowl in 2012, where they lost to Baltimore. So in 2015, Jim Tom Sula was the coach, and that lasted one year. A more famous name, Chip Kelly, now at UCLA, was the coach in 2016, and that lasted one year. Then the 49ers bring in John Lynch. They hire him away from Fox, and he, of course, hires Kyle Shanahan as the coach. Now, there have been some ups and downs in San Francisco, of course. Uh, a lot of it, though, has been injury. This is a team that made the Super Bowl in 2019. They were in the NFC Championship last year. And they're eight and four this year. Obviously, the injury, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the matchups. The injury to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, certainly uh, hinders their chances at making another big playoff run this year. But the 49ers are, without a doubt, a respected organization. Uh, Lynch has put together a very talented roster overall. And that probably would be the model the Texans should take. Maybe get rid of Lovey because I just don't see what the point is in keeping him and hopefully find some new direction this offseason that can last for a while. Would be nice. That would be for sure. Uh, the Cowboys and the Texans, it's its a great rivalry. It's unfortunate that this game is so lopsided, or at least the prediction is it's a 17-point spread last I checked. That's the biggest point spread this season. Andy, do you have any reason to believe it'll be a close game? No, I don't. I think the Cowboys are going to roll. Uh, obviously, in fantasy, Tony Pollard has been red hot of late. Uh, automatic starter, of course. So is Zeke Elliott. They've proven when they have uh, a high-scoring uh, total that both backs uh, can put up their numbers. Uh, certainly, you got to like C.D. Lamb and, and the tight end Dalton Schultz and uh, Dak Prescott in this one. Michael Gallup's also come on of late. The only thing that concern me is if the Cowboys get out to such a big lead that they uh, you know, put on the brakes. But I still think at this point, uh, most every Cowboy that's viable should be in fantasy lineups. All right, just a quick reminder before we get on to some of the big stories around the NFL to subscribe, comment, and like us on YouTube. And by the way, if you want some more Texans, go listen to our live show yesterday. Me and Sean talked uh, some Texans stuff as well as the Justin Verlander lost to the Astros, but your best way to support the show is to uh, make a comment or subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure to catch our live Texans Cowboys post game show. We'll be live after the game. Like we do every week, me and my co-host sports radio, Six Tens, Sean Bajani and Andy, it was a shocking midweek story out of the AFC South big stuff for this division, the Texans division, the Titans fire GM, John Robinson. What did you make of Robinson? and his ouster? Well, it was certainly surprising because you don't usually see general managers uh, fired in the stretch run of a season, uh, especially one that has overall done a good job with Tennessee. I mean, they've generally uh, been the power in the South now for several seasons. 
however, they've had a few misfires here and there, such as the trade for Julio Jones. And there's also uh, selected a first round pick who's no longer on the team. So I, I think the Titans, maybe their brass feels like, okay, well, certainly we've got enough to win the South again, but uh, you know, we may be slipping behind obviously the likes of Buffalo and Cincinnati and Kansas city. Although of course they gave the chiefs a heck of a game at Arrowhead early this season. So um, there's probably a lot more to this story that we don't know. Uh, certainly I think teams seeking a GM uh, would be wise to seek out Robinson. Um, but I mean, I think if I'm looking at it from the Titans perspective, maybe they think that a downturn is coming and they want to try uh, to soften the blow. Obviously, you know, things will get a lot more troublesome over there when Derrick Henry finally hits the wall, which he hasn't shown any sign of doing yet, but uh, inevitably that happens with running backs. As most people pointed out, probably no coincidence that he gets fired the week after they play AJ and the Eagles, and that was one of his worst deals for sure. Yeah, that's obviously a misfire because you want to keep him in the fold, but I think it was more than that. There were other things. Uh, that he misfired on, and I think that added up with the front office. Yeah, it felt like the nail in the coffin, though, that they played the Eagles this week. And, you know, fantasy owners, they should keep in mind, Andy, this is a, the last week for buys, right? Yes, it is the last week for buys, uh, but it's also a crazy week for buys because we actually have six teams off this week, including uh, the Texans' uh, rivals from Indianapolis, Chicago, so no Justin Fields this week. Uh, Washington, New Orleans, Atlanta. The Falcons are on by as well. And um, trying to think off the top of my head, the other team that's actually uh, off this week. Green Bay is also off this week. <laughs> I was about to say, don't go to my help because I don't think I've written it down. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, let's get to the marquee matchups. The Jets at the Bills. And Andy, this is a huge one if the Jets want to hang in the playoff race, right? Yes, it is, because right now oh, they have the last spot in the AFC, but they're going to be playing a Buffalo team that's uh, going to be gunning for revenge after New York surprised them earlier this year. Uh, I personally think that uh, the Bills have gotten back on track since a little bit of a, a midseason slump, although you know they did get some bad news with Vaughn Miller being out for the season. But uh, I, I like Buffalo at home in this one. I mean, they may not put up a you know 42 point total or something like that, given the strength of the Jets' defense. Um, and it's certainly a spot where maybe some of the fringe Buffalo players are a little bit more iffy, like Gabe Davis. But uh, you know, James Cook had a nice game running the ball last Thursday against New England, so he may encroach a little bit more on Devin Singletary's work. So uh, it's a tough matchup. Uh, you know, again, given the buy situation, those guys could be plugged into lineups if needed. But I think your stalwarts uh, for the Bills will be just fine, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, for New York, uh, they continue to get to outstanding production from Zonovan Knight, the rookie out of NC State. Uh, Bam, as he's called. Uh, again, the Bills are not a great matchup, but uh, volume may very well be on his side. Garrett Wilson continues to look great ever since Mike White took over a quarterback. I certainly wouldn't start Mike White, but I definitely would start Garrett Wilson, even though, again, the matchup is tough. He's proving pretty much get it done against anybody. Let's go to the NFC, and we'll go to the North Division. The Vikings at the Frisky 5-7 and seven Lions. Are the Lions actually favored in this game? 
in some lines they are. That seems nuts given that they're five and seven and Minnesota is 10 and two, but uh, the lines have really come on of late. I mean, they're, only loss recently was that uh, narrow loss uh, to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. And their offense just uh, keeps firing all cylinders. The big story with the Lions right now is it seems like we're in the midst of a DeAndre Swift revival. Uh, he missed time with injuries. The Lions have been easing him back in. But he saw more playing time against Jacksonville than he had in a while. Found the end zone even from the one-yard line, which was a big deal because that's been Jamal Williams' territory all season. Uh, so, I mean, both of those guys are, are definitely uh, worthy of starting against Minnesota. The over-under for this game is high. Uh, you know, Jared Goff uh, certainly could be in play as a, as a starter this week with all the buys. And you got to have Amon St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown in the lineup for the Lions as well. For Minnesota, kind of an interesting angle is TJ Hawkinson returns to Detroit after the Lions dealt him uh, to the Vikings earlier this season. You'd be starting Hawkinson regardless anyways, but he certainly got some extra motivation this week. Uh, the usual Vikings uh, suspects, uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, excellent starts this week. Probably a decent week to stream Kirk Cousins, and we might even see a little bit out of Adam Thielen as well, even though he has uh, tapered off this season. The Eagles are at the Giants, and the Giants' playoffs are in serious jeopardy. They close the season. Let me remind everybody, if you don't know their schedule, with the Commanders, Vikings, Colts, and Eagles twice. Let's talk about this Eagles-Giants game, Andy. Well, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Giants. Uh, you know, they obviously have a limited passing game, even if Darius Slayton has been putting up some decent fantasy numbers of late. Uh, their one hope, and it's pretty much not to sound repetitive here, is to get Saquon Barkley really going on the ground. Uh, that's going to be easier said than done, although the Eagles have certainly been vulnerable on the ground in certain cases, such as they were against Washington earlier this year, and they're only loss. Uh, we're getting closer to a Dallas Goddard return for Philadelphia at tight end, but for this week, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is a great start, so is Miles Sanders, so is Devontae Smith, so is A.J. Brown, although it may be hard for Brown to uh, equal his great numbers from last week, but uh, he'll certainly give it a good shot. The Dolphins are at the Chargers, and the Chargers are very much a playoff bubble team. This would be a big win for them, Yes, it would be, and it should be an entertaining game. Uh, NBC flexed it into Sunday night. Uh, neither team's defense is all that great. So, yeah, it's got another high over-under total as well. Uh, we'll have to await for Los Angeles to see if Mike Williams can return this week. If not, uh, Josh Palmer is capable of putting up uh, decent fantasy numbers in his absence. Of course, uh, guys like Keenan Allen and, and Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler uh, must start as always uh, for Miami, of course, Tua and uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle must starts. Uh, this may be an opportunity for redemption for both Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert in the backfield because uh, the Chargers have been very bad against the run. So, uh, again, with all the bye weeks we've got, uh, you know, both those guys are worthy of uh, giving, a, giving them a second chance this week. This slate of games just uh, really consistently good. The Bucks are at the 49ers. Can the Niners hold it together without Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Well, it's going to be an interesting challenge for San Francisco. I think they like Brock Purdy, uh, but from a fantasy perspective, uh, 
Purdy probably really only an option in super flex leagues. I think the uh, biggest burden, obviously, is going to fall on Christian McCaffrey. And I certainly think that, uh, you know, he'll continue to do well. Uh, I, I think probably out of all the San Francisco uh, fantasy relevant players, Brandon Ayuk probably is going to have the biggest fall off because he's more of a downfield playmaker. And what we saw from Purdy, uh, he's going to involve the short passing game a little bit more, which may benefit George Kittle, uh, who, of course, given the state of the tight end position, you're going to be starting, even though he's had a lot of down weeks this year. Uh, they may also look to get Debo Samuel more involved on the ground and in screen passes and stuff like that. So uh, I wouldn't do a wholesale benching of your 49ers uh, if you need them, uh, but in cases where maybe you don't need them, uh, then you could con contemplate sitting them down. Tom Brady with another miracle comeback on Monday night against his nemesis, New Orleans. Uh, but overall, though, Tampa Bay still looks a little out of sorts, and this is a tough matchup against that strong San Francisco defense. Uh, hard to really sit um, any of your bucks because most of them uh, are pretty uh, relevant, like uh, Chris Godwin, for example, and Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. Uh, but it could be tough for them out there. So Purdy's quarterbacking the 49ers. The Rams picked up Baker Mayfield. What do you think about Baker Mayfield? Is, is his career just over that quickly? Has it just gone into the toilet that fast? Do you feel like he's setting himself up? Maybe this would be his best chance to be a career backup in the NFL. Could he revive? I mean, we've seen Geno Smith this year come out of nowhere to revive a, a career that looked dead in the water. I mean, what, what's the, you know, what do you make of, of, of Baker Mayfield and where he is right now as a quarterback? Is there anything that you see in him that's that's been good at all in the last couple of years? Well, I mean, he obviously had the big year as a rookie in 2018, and I think it's safe to say he's hit rock bottom. Uh, you know, last year he played hurt in Cleveland. He did take them to the playoffs in 2020. Uh, but obviously things never came close to working out in Carolina. I, I mean, at this stage of the season with Matthew Stafford out, he's probably not a bad reclamation project. But uh, – you know, things are pretty limited right now with Los Angeles. There's no Cooper Cup. Uh, the wide receivers are, you know, Van Jefferson, who wouldn't be bad as a third receiver, but Miss Cass is the number one guy. Uh, ben Skoranek, I mean, they're kind of using, uh, you know, Tutu Atwell a little bit, who has played better of late, but largely regarded as a draft disappointment for L.A., uh, you know, it just would be very hard for him to make a gigantic impression right now because he's not going to be playing with guys like Cooper Cup or, or whatever. So uh, it probably doesn't hurt to be under Sean McVay. But, uh, you know, right now, uh, I don't see any team that would have any interest in signing him as a starter next year. Yeah, I just was curious because the Texans are going to go into next year probably with the first-round quarterback. Everybody assumes it's Bryce Young, but whoever, they're likely to – you know, draft draft the quarterback. You know, you've got Davis Mills. I, I guess he's good enough to be a backup, but you know, he, he's not he's not impressive at all. Even as somebody that, oh yeah, okay, well at least we got Davis Mills backing him up, and he's okay. So I'm just kind of wondering, well, maybe maybe the Texans should sign Baker Mayfield and have him just there to help out maybe Bryce Young and just as somebody that's insurance and a better backup than David. I don't know if he's a better backup than Davis Mills, but I think the Texans would be best off signing somebody that is a clear bridge quarterback, somebody that's 
not going to have a problem eventually being the backup because I think at this stage of his career, even though I don't see anybody interested in him as a starter, I still think Baker probably sees himself as a starter. And if he goes to the Texans, that's just not going to be in the cards long term. All right. Well, I'm interested to see what happens with Baker Mayfield because you just never know. These quarterbacks, they can look bad for a year or two, and then all of a sudden in the right situation, you just never know. But, hey, if you want to ask Andy fantasy questions or anything NFL-related, as always, we tell you, go check him out on Twitter. It's at Andy Rio, R-I-O-U-X. It's how you spell Rio. But if you forget, it's in the show description every single week. It's right there for you. And as always, uh, Andy, uh, it's been a blast. Can't wait to do it again next week. Sounds good. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.